Welcome back to West Bev. I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. And this is your Beverly Hills 90210 podcast, where we break down every episode of the 10-season show. Today, we're talking about Season 3, Episode 27, A Night to Remember. Mary, what happened this week? This episode is about senior prom, and also the school board being sneaky about dress codes and teen alcohol use at school functions. Brandon does not have a date to prom, which is days away or less. Steve tells him to ask Andrea, but he's like, nah, I'd rather play poker with Tony Miller. It seems, to Jim, that Brandon's only option at this point is to ask Brenda. But then Tony Miller asks Brenda. She says yes, so poker is defo canceled. When Brandon finds out, he asks Andrea, but she already has plans to go with Jordan, who is better. Brandon thinks he'll be stuck working at the peach pit on prom night, except nope, Jordan has the flu and can't go to the prom, so he gets to take Andrea anyway. David wants to rent a hotel room for him and Donna. Donna says, hey, maybe don't. But then Donna's mom, Felice, tells Donna she can stay out as late as she wants to because prom. But also, she's so excited to see Donna graduate. Donna tells David to get the nicest room he can. But then Donna feels weird about it when she's getting ready for prom and her mom lets her wear her diamond cross. Um, Dylan invites Kelly to San Francisco for the weekend. After they go to prom together, Kelly says she has to ask her mom. And Jackie's like, yeah, dude, you're 18, so whatever. (laughs) Mel Silver, David's very good dad, gives all of the children alcohol because it's fine, you know, they're not driving. Except Donna forgot to eat that day and drank champagne, so she's super drunk and telling everyone about how she and David are going to bang later. Except that doesn't happen because Donna gets sick, as you do when you drink champagne when you don't eat. So, everyone gathers around to try and sneak her out of the prom, which almost works until they run into Mrs. Teasley. Also, did I say everyone helped? Because Brandon and Andrea sure didn't. They went up to the hotel room that Tony Miller booked for him and Brenda and jokingly but maybe not consider sleeping together because they're already there. Also, yeah, uh, Tony Miller is a good prom date. Brenda is not. Celeste tells Steve to dance with Kelly, so he does. And then Dylan dances with Brenda, and they're all almost over each other. So, yay. (laughs) This prom has everything. Yeah. Also, the the favors that they get at prom. (laughs) They got a condom from the math club. One plus one equals three. Unless you have one of these. (laughs) And then, yeah, they got a quarter for, like, drunk driving. I think it was called, like, Drive Alive or something. Yeah. Which I really feel like that was kind of, like, product placement. Or not product because it's a – like, it's placement in the show of being, like, this is prom season. You can call this company. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, they got the cameras, which I absolutely loved. Yeah, that's a great idea. That was super smart. Like – I'm sure they existed at some point, may have been destroyed since then, but, like, how amazing would it be if the cast, like, actually used the cameras and there were just, like, behind-the-scenes photos everywhere? That would have been awesome. I would have wanted to see those for sure because you you know that would be, like, super fun behind the scenes. Like, it wouldn't just be in the prom, like, scenes. It would be all over the place. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, it would probably be, like, so bad. They probably got them all confiscated because, yeah, I imagine it's just, like, all the girls sitting there, like, smoking cigarettes, and then they're just like, no, no, no. Brenda and Kelly don't smoke. <laughs> <Anymore>. Yet. 
You said anymore. I said yet. <laughs> well, because we know Brenda tried smoking. That's true. At the beginning of this season. Oh, my God. That was like a year ago. Season three feels like 2020. Like yesterday and five years from now, all at the same time. <laughs> oh, my God. And like it kind of fits with this episode, too, because, yeah, I had no idea what this timeline was. Like, I guess, yeah, prom is like in a couple of days and also today. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, Tony asks Brenda to go, and then she's like, yeah, sure. And then the next time we see her, she's like, I can't believe I found a dress on prom day. And, yeah, because then Cindy's – or she's like, what time is it? And Cindy's like, 5.15, and Brenda's like, I'll never get ready in time. And so, yeah, like, either Tony asked her before this, and she just never went prom dress shopping, or he asked her, and then, like, she found a dress within an hour. Yeah. And then was just like, oh, my God. Well, we know homegirl's resourceful, so maybe it's all of it. (laughs) There's just, like, it's another one of these things where the timeline doesn't make a ton of sense to me. And, like, I've just accepted. Like, the timeline doesn't make sense in any show. If you try and sit there and actually map out a week in, like, Arrow, you can't Mm -hmm. do it. No. You you really can't. But, yeah, because we start (laughs) – well, first of all, we start with, like – a card that just says, like, prom night at West Bev a long time ago. Yeah, I was going to say, speaking of the timeline, we start <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, and then there's just, like, 15 seconds of filler of black and white dancing in the 50s or something. And, like, truly, I, re- I think they were just, like, we didn't shoot enough. That's kind of my, like, what I always think about when we have these really long fillers in the beginning or or like for the uh when the opening credits are playing and stuff and I'm like it makes me wonder what was on the cutting room floor like did they just not have a lot of extra scenes that they didn't cut or did they just not get a lot of or or, you know what I mean like did, did they have a lot of scenes extra or did they shoot the whole thing and they're like oh man we still have like a minute and a half to fill let's just put this montage in I am positive, like, you know, we've talked about this before and we've heard from, you know, the showrunners that, like, there are 30 episodes. They're, they just couldn't do it. I'm sure the writers, you know, wrote out all these pages and were like, we can get this to, like, 42 minutes instead of 46 or, you know, whatever it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, all right, well, we'll put some filler in at the beginning. We'll throw in, like, you know, 10 more seconds of – Cindy staring at her yearbook and then we'll get a musical act to sing a couple songs and then we'll just throw it all in there and hope that we got it right which and that brings up another good point because they could have filled more time with just more dancing because they've done that before in other episodes like at spring dance because David did that dancing competition or whatever and I feel like they've done that before where it was just like montage of – or not montage, but like just panning over the crowd of students or something like that while they're like dancing or just having a good time. I think they did that in the pigskin prom too. Like mm-hmm. they could have done that. But you know what? They were probably going for something here. And sure, why not? <laughs> I mean, we actually got to see a musician who was actually supposed to be in the the episode. So like I can't really complain. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Like. And this was also an episode. So when they're in the limo going to prom and I like heard the music playing, I like actually made the conscious effort to look 
and I found the song and I looked up the real song that was supposed to have been playing and like it really makes a difference oh man like I think it was called like actions have actions speak louder than words Mm. or something and I was just like I see what you're doing here and then we didn't get that I know I mean I mean we talked about this so much like the music's so important and I truly believe like if we were able to have the actual recorded music over these episodes like the scenes or at least not necessarily all of them but a lot of them would certainly be enhanced and we'd get so much more out of it um I mean because think about those scenes where it's like you know Shannon Doherty's killing it or Jenny Garth is killing it or Luke Perry's killing it and you're thinking man they're doing such a great job and we're not even hearing the underlying emotion that should be here. Imagine if we did. <laughs> yeah, we're just getting like, da 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 da, da 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 da. Like, yeah. cool. Yeah, fun. Either the piano arrangement, the guitar, the electric guitar arrangement, or something totally different. Yeah. It's just, just slow enough that maybe you won't notice it's the exact same song for 292 episodes. Honestly, they should just change the key on us. Like, because they're keeping it the same key and just doing different instruments. They should just throw it into a minor key just to see what it sounds like. <laughs> I think that'd be, it'd be like sinister, like Beverly Hills <laughs> does ha- Halloween or something. CBS, hire us. Yeah. We'll help yeah. you with this. We will help you remaster this. Yeah. But yeah, the the scene after that little montage of old prom uh, nights or whatever is that it's senior prom time at West Bev and it's going to be at the Bellage Hotel because of course it is. We only have one hotel. There's only one hotel exactly. in LA. Right. Exactly. And Brenda and Donna are like hanging a sign, I think, or something, and mm-hmm. which seems weird for it being tomorrow or in a couple of days or tonight. <laughs> and... But they're like reminiscing on senior year and Donna's getting all nostalgic because she's like, I didn't know that I'd make it to senior prom, which I was thinking I was like academically or. Yeah, that seemed a little weird to me, too. I was like, yeah, it's got to be academic. Yeah, you'd think. But Brenda's like, nah, man, I can't wait to get out of here because I'm going to go hang out with Darla or whatever her name was in Minnesota again. Yeah, I I kind of loved how much that, like, Brandon and Brenda are both just like, no, I don't really care. I don't have a date. I don't really, like, want to go. And then everyone else, like, you know, in the next scene, it's Steve being Mm -hmm. like, you have to go. It's prom. Mm -hmm. What does he say? Like, from womb to tomb? Yeah. Steve, what? It was cute that he's like, but Brandon, the whole gang has to be together. <laughs> and I love that he's like, you don't want to go because you don't have a date? Invite Andrea. Like, we haven't – I also love that they just have not talked to Andrea. They're like, we're all a gang. And then they're like, is Andrea even going to prom? <laughs> yeah. Well, if she is, she definitely doesn't have a date. So, Brandon, why don't you ask her? Which, she has a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Y'all. And then, yeah, because, like – you know, he mentions Andrea, so that's a perfect segue to go over to the blaze where Mr. Myers is almost doing his job. Almost. Very Except close. <laughs> instead, it's like two juniors that I guess are, you know, very clearly they're supposed to be the next Brandon and Andrea because Mr. Yeah. Myers is like, you know, they remind me of you guys because they're arguing over the paper. Which, like, <laughs> since when have we seen Brandon over argue over the paper? Like, he just argues when it's his story. <laughs> I know. And that's like... This whole argument, I was like, I 
I can't pay attention because the blaze is going to be completely lost without Andrea. Like, yep. there is no other Andrea, especially it's with true. Mr. Myers in charge. Oh, yeah. Well, because that's the thing is, like, we've learned Mr. Myers isn't, like, actually a good teacher or chaperone. He just likes to be around kids. So he's like, oh, I'll do oh, the blaze. Sure, I'll do that. Oh, oh, field trip. Yeah, I'll go. Oh, prom. I'll be the chaperone. It's like, maybe not. Maybe we shouldn't. Yeah, when he announces that he's going to be the prom chaperone and the AP English class cheers for him, I was like, why? Why are they you know that? they know he's like not going to do anything, so they're going to get away with whatever. And truly, when they get there, like he doesn't do anything. We see him for five seconds, and then yep. that's it. Mm-hmm. And then I did really like that Brandon came in, and Andrea's like, "Hey, we're still working. Go cover this." And he's like, "No." And then that little junior comes over and is like, it's your last chance to pretend to care. Oh, yeah. That was very savage. (laughs) I was like, okay, maybe the bullies will survive. Maybe Junior Andrea will be just fine. (laughs) I loved her. Like, Mm -hmm. I wrote down nothing else about that scene except that line. Yeah. And honestly, I didn't even really pay attention to that scene. I was like... um, Apparently, there's other two other kids on the blaze, like because we hadn't seen any other kids on the blaze since John Griffin and and all that. And I was like, and they remind Mr. Myers about Brand or uh, make Mr. Myers reminisce about Brandon and Andrea. And then Andrea asked Brandon to do one last story. I think I wasn't paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like I think they mention it a couple of times of like where he doesn't want to do things, and it just made me think that he is really like actually playing up this whole like it's my senior year I'm gonna coast I'm not gonna do anything it's true because yeah yeah, like he he is still on the blaze he is still the co-editor and he's just like nah fuck it yeah I don't want to do this Andrea will take care of it it's fine and then she does show up because she thinks he won't come and he's like okay cool I'm gonna leave yeah and she's like uh no (laughs) sit sit down Brandon sit sir but yeah, so then we kind of pan over um, to the DJ booth or whatever, and David's telling Brenda that his dad is throwing a pre-prom party at his condo for some reason. Um, and yeah. David's all like, yeah, I think he's still trying to live out his glory days or like live vicariously. I'm like... I mean, that makes sense because he was trying to date teenagers. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, maybe I can pick up... Ew, no, I can't even do the joke. I... <laughs> I'll convince one of them to stay. Right. Ugh. Ugh. Poor I, Celeste. Like, that was the only thing I could think of was poor Celeste, because she's the only one that's, like, doesn't really know Mel Silver, so she's certainly, like... And truly, like, she was set dressing oh, in yeah. this episode. She didn't do anything. Nah. Like, and yeah, because I think right after that is when Brenda leaves and Donna comes in, and David's just like, Brenda should totally go to prom. There's, like, 50 guys who would die to go with her, and... Donna's just like, no one has asked her. Yeah, it's like, where are they? <laughs> yeah, like the idea that it's the week of prom and it's just like, oh, all these people would totally get. No, they wouldn't. Yeah, they, they haven't right now. Yeah, they haven't, so they won't. Yeah. Um, but then David just starts talking about like how he's gonna get them this amazing hotel room at the Bellage with a king-size bed and a wet bar and all this stuff. And Donna's face, it's just like, no. It was kind of a good thing that she was, like, sitting on his lap because she was facing away from him 
because if David could have seen her face like head on, like that would have been, she did not hide her like awkwardness and hide her like did not want to do this face well. (laughs) Well, and this has happened a couple of times where like David just really wants to bone and Mm -hmm. she's like, I don't. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, I guess he, like, caught her on an off day where she was just like, okay, maybe, you know, prom nights are not – or maybe she even said, like, prom night's going to be the best. And he was like, the best because we're going to have sex? I'm going to get a hotel room. It's going to be great. And then, yeah, then she was just like, fuck. Like, oh, man. How do I do this without breaking his heart? Yeah. Yeah. But I do think they played that awkward scene pretty well. Like, it, it felt awkward. I was like, ooh. This is uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. And like the next part was kind of my favorite because I got so distracted with Kelly and Dylan because I realized it's not even the start of the school day yet. Like, yeah, I love that like all high school shows do this. And I think like all shows in general do this where for some reason, everyone does so much stuff in the morning. Like Kelly got up, got ready for school, drove over to Dylan's prepared a bowl of strawberries and then like they sat on the couch to eat a bowl of strawberries before going to school yep I that was not me like my mom will tell you to this day there were like mornings when she was just like all right you're just you're you're gonna be late and like there's nothing like you have 10 minutes to get to school luckily school is 10 minutes away but still she's like are are you just like are you going to go? Are you are you not going to go? Like, what's happening here? Like, I I know that wasn't everyone, but yeah, seriously. Like, <laughs> I, I think until, like, maybe a year ago, I had my thing worked out of, like, all right, if I wake up at 647, <laughs> I have just enough time to get to work. Yep. Hell, I still do that. Well, yeah, I still do that. We're working from home, and I'm like, all right, let's see. I could set my alarm for whatever time, but I'm going to wait. And then I just lay in bed and, like, chill, even if I'm awake, until I absolutely have to get up and shower and go downstairs. Yeah. It's just – every time I see it in shows and, like, I can actually process it, it's not real. No. It's never been real. No. And it's funny because, like, Kelly – like you said, Kelly, like, woke up, got ready for school, then drove all the way to Dylan's, and they're just, like – chilling eating some strawberries and they're making out again and dylan's like or uh i don't remember who says it but basically they're like we got to go to school and kelly's like no i don't want to go to school and dylan's like well no i have to i have ap english and i have to do this now um which is just so interesting that like kelly doesn't care about school and dylan does oh yeah like i think it's it's such a funny reversal of before when like Dylan would skip school and like Brenda would just yell at him over it. Yeah. And now she would nag him. Yeah. And now Kelly's just like, let's make out with strawberries in bed. And then like, yeah, she's talking about a weekend away in San Francisco. He invites her with him and she's just like, we can do this and then we can stay in bed and then we can have lunch in bed. And then we can have dinner in bed. Mm-hmm. It's like, y'all. And then he he does say something that like kind of gross me out where he's like I don't know what tastes better these strawberries or you (laughs) I just hate it and then I think he even said oh I think it's the strawberries (laughs) I hope he did I didn't write that I 
I was really struggling of like frantically writing down of like, this is gross. <laughs> I think he did because like she laughs and it's supposed to be all cute and whatnot. But yeah, I'm pretty sure I was like, no, no this is strawberries. <laughs> uh, I mean, she had to rush over there. Maybe like she, maybe she didn't brush her out. teeth. I was yeah. Like, maybe she skipped out. That's funny. She has coffee breath because it's so early. True, true. And you know Dylan had a pot of coffee on because homeboy always drinks coffee. Coffee's delicious. Well, obviously. Um, But then we get a weird scene, and I didn't really take a lot of notes here, but basically we go over to the Walsh house where, again, teenagers are doing things before the school day starts because Brandon's all, like, up and at him and and all that downstairs, and Cindy's, like, reminiscing about her own senior prom and, and their dates. And then I started listening to the story about Jim basically like pining after or lusting after his ex prom date or something. And I was just like, I don't like this. Well, like, I just always think it's funny when people get so nostalgic and it's like, oh, I just wanted to, I'm 40 and I got out my yearbooks that I can look this up and reminisce about my own prom. And like, do you have your yearbooks? Yeah, they're my mom's house. But, but, like, they're not at your house. No, no, they're my mom's house. Yeah, like, I just – I have our my yearbooks, but that's because my parents just moved. Like, mm. if they hadn't moved, I wouldn't have my yearbooks. And then, yeah, like, they went to their high school reunion and Jim met her prom date. And, like, I cannot relate to this at all. Mm-mm. I did not go to our high school reunion. My prom date didn't go to our high school. Like – yeah, we – so I didn't go to my high school reunion, which ended up being probably a good thing because, like, four people went. But um, my prom date – so I think it was six out of eight high school dances I went with the same person. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, cool, one more dance with this dude who we're not even friends anymore. So, cool, good yeah. times. I didn't – Honestly, I did not go to a lot of dances. Like sophomore oh, I, yeah. We weren't in town for my sophomore homecoming. Because I think that's the time, Mary, that you like brought me with you and your date to some other high school's homecoming. Was that the Milton one? Yeah. Oh, my God. I was thinking about that night recently and how just – horribly fucked up it all ended up it was it was so bad (laughs) my parents have a picture of me I don't know if they still do they had it at their house here but there was like a picture of me from that night like taken on some shitty camera that my mom just like kept in the kitchen I was like why is this here I was 15 (laughs) I just never replaced it yeah I still have I think on my Facebook like old um uh, homecoming and prom pictures still out there on the Facebook world somewhere. But I'm yeah, sure I do. It was just, I mean, it was an event, right? Like, I mean, every dance I felt like was like sort of important at the time. And now I'm just like, I mean, you buy a stupid expensive dress that you literally wear one time and dance with people that you don't really care about or that you're not going to care about in five years. Like, this is crazy. Like, I can't believe our, all of our parents spent so much money on us going to these dances. <laughs> I know. I mean, and it's yeah. part of it, though, right? Like, I mean, I can't be too cynical about it because we're going to be, you know, like, 
I'm going to be the same way with my kid when it's time for their prom or whatever. I'm I'm going to want to do that. So, Oh, my gosh. I just had, like, a mental image of the mom from Mean Girls. <laughs> She's just, like, getting herself in the photos. Yeah, and, like, if, if my kid ever does a recital, like, I'm doing the dance moves while videotaping. <laughs> I'm not a regular mom. I'm a I cool mom. Wait. I cannot wait. <laughs> But yeah, and then Jim is start, starts talking about how his prom night got ruined because his buddy that he shared the uh, limo with decided to try marijuana for the first time. Marijuana. And I love that he was like, I had to spend the whole prom in the bathroom convinced, convincing him he wasn't being chased by purple bubbles. Yeah, it's like, bruh, do you know what weed is? It doesn't make you hallucinate. <laughs> That's what I wrote. I was like, I have been with like one person who had like a really bad experience smoking pot. And like, truthfully, it was just like he smoked more than he should have on his very first time ever trying it. But like, he wasn't seeing things. Yeah. He was just like, I don't like the feeling of being high. Right. It's not a hallucinogen. Like, <laughs> Anyway. Yeah. But then I I did some research because Brandon says, but dad, did you inhale? Mm-hmm. And did you get the reference? No, I didn't know there was a reference to be gotten. <laughs> it was Bill Clinton. So Bill Clinton. I think it was during his like presidential run in like 92 and then he was inaugurated in 93. Um, like photos came out of him smoking pot. And so his, oh. like, argument of saying that it's fine because it was, like, right after the war on drugs had been huge in the 80s and all this stuff. And, like, his argument against that was, like, but I didn't inhale. So I was never high. Oh, my God. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, I Googled it and it was right around this time. Dang. And I was like, oh, look, that's Brandon. I feel like he's like, Dad, I read the paper. <laughs> yeah. It would have been funny if, like, he actually said that. Like, if he actually said, Dad, I read the paper, like, trying to be, like, notice me, Dad. And then Jim's like, but did you actually? Like, like on the whole, like, <laughs> in the inhale thing, it's like, but did you read the paper? Yeah. The next part was when they went to the school board meeting, right? Yeah. And I have one thing to mention there before we, like, get into it because – when Brandon's walking into the school board meeting, they're like already talking a little bit, but it's not like the main and the forefront. And so they were discussing this person that was not going to be there that was absent from the school board meeting. And her name was Melanie Silverman. And I was like, that's like the female version of Mel Silver. <laughs> and like, I wrote that down. I was like, what? I know. I was like, are they just trying to like recycle names or just like throw in little like funny things to see if we notice? Well, and it made no difference that somebody was not there. So like, I yeah. feel like you threw that line in to get up to 42 minutes. True. True. Yeah. And immediately, like as the camera's like panning over, like I saw Felice in the front row and I was like, is that Felice? I think that's Felice. Yeah. I love that. Like they just walk right past her. Mm hmm. I'm just like not, you know. Hi, Mrs. Martin. Just right, right past her. Right. Just blow right past her. And then, like, the first half of this school board meeting, as far as I'm concerned, meant nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, I ended up 
doing a little more research about this and I had trouble finding anything real definitive of like this exact time, but they're talking about wardrobe guidelines. Mm -hmm. And at first when he said wardrobe guidelines, I was just like, if they start mentioning girls in short shorts and like tank tops, I'm going to flip. Oh yeah. Yeah. That would just make me so mad because girls wearing strapless dress or sleeveless dresses is not a distraction to boys. That is right. just horribly sexist. Mm-hmm. But it's okay because they didn't go that way because they thought that allowing teenagers to wear whatever they want would mean they would smoke marijuana. Again, marijuana. Like there have been two marijuana references in this episode and I was like, nothing comes of this. Yeah, it was so weird. And like, it was so funny, the like wardrobe um what they call it the guidelines. guidelines yeah the wardrobe guidelines was banning jeans and t-shirts with a quote-unquote rastafarian smoking marijuana just like it's bob marley yeah yeah just say bob marley <laughs> <laughs> but they needed those extra seconds Mm-hmm. yeah i was like wait they're gonna ban jeans what's wrong with jeans <laughs> well and so that's like I was thinking, like, we have prom, graduation, and then, like, they're just throwing in wardrobe guidelines. Like, we don't have time for all of this in, yeah. you know, the next couple episodes. But so I started Googling. I did find out that women were not allowed to wear pants in the Senate until 1993. Wait, really? Yeah. They had to what? change the dress code. And then I looked up a New York Times article. They came out in November of 1993, and so, like, not totally related, but – it was bananas. Like it was from, yes, yeah, from the New York Times. They're following some kid in a high school in New York, and he like gets to school, takes out his grill, takes off his chain, has to like button up a shirt, and then he's just like, "Yeah, I'm totally fine with the dress code, so I don't get jumped for my pot leaf chain." Wow. It's like what is happening? But then it like kept going and like. It was talking about schools around the country, and one school banned Doc Martens because Doc Martens are popular among skinheads. What? <laughs> it was bananas. I'll I'll post it somewhere. Yeah, this is fascinating. And also, their clothes. Like, I don't get it. I mean, I can understand if it has, like, hate speech on it or, like, derogatory words or a middle finger, like, on the shirt. Like... Like, clearly there's common sense involved, but, like, a Rastafarian smoking marijuana is not going to make me be like, huh, I should do that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, and I don't know, I still don't get the jeans thing. I'm like, jeans are great. Jeans are thick material. (laughs) They, like, what about, I don't know, maybe they're too tight or something. I mean, even the boys wear tight jeans in the 90s, so. Like. Who knows? No, it was a whole thing. And then, yeah, in the article it was talking, there was one school that on Mondays and Tuesdays, it specifically mentioned boys, and then it mentioned girls separately, but it was like on Mondays and Tuesdays, boys had to wear a button-down and a tie because they had to wear, like, high-performance clothing or, like, clothing for the real world or something. And it really makes me laugh so much because, like, even before we were work from home, I'd never dress like that at my job. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my job, I definitely had to dress up more and stuff. And like the, a lot of the people that I worked with, they wore like 
ties and and jackets most days, which is crazy to me. But like I was thinking about it because basically what happens in the scene is Felice gets up there and she basically agrees with the superintendent that they need to crack down and have these wardrobe guidelines and talk about she's basically trying to say it's like we need to do this because it prepares them better for the real world. And so, which is exactly why you brought up that point. And it's so all that to say, it's like, I think I dress more casually now than I did in high school. Like now, granted at work, I do have my work clothes or whatever. But then if I'm thinking about it, like the second I get home from work, I'm in shorts and a tank top, or I'm in, if it's winter, I'm in sweatpants and a sweatshirt. Like I, and if I go out with friends, if I have to, if I have to go out, (laughs) then it's like jeans and a casual top. It's not like, I don't know. It's just so funny how people are like, oh, you got to be prepared for the real world. It's like the real world just means you wear whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. That's, I literally wrote that. I was like, we have to prepare these kids for the real world where they get to dress themselves. Yeah. And like, I just. You know, personally, in high school, we had uniforms. So, like, I made it to college, and I was like, I don't know how to dress. Right. Like, pants? <laughs> what? Well, if you went to UGA, pants were optional, or pants were leggings as pants. <laughs> I was so lost, because, like, I wore a skirt every single day for four years, and then I got to college, and I was like, it's cold out. What do I do? That's true. I've re- Yeah, that's – see, that's – more of a shell shock than the other way around. Like, because if it was basketball season, I was wearing my sweatpants, my slides, and a t-shirt to school every day. Then if it was lacrosse season, I would wear my sweatpants, my t-shirt, and my slides every day. And then I went to college, and guess what? Nobody cares. So guess what I continued to wear? Sweatpants, slides, and my t-shirt. Well, yeah, like, you have a client-facing job, so, like, you do dress a little more professionally, which is still, you know, ridiculous in my mind. But, yeah, like, no one gives a shit what I wear at work. Yeah. I'm good at accounting. <laughs> yeah. I can Who do that. If, yeah. Yeah, I can do that in jeans. I can do that in slacks. Yeah, and I mean, like, because I don't want to trash, like, dressing nicely or dressing professionally because, no. like, obviously there's a time and place and there and there is some sort of, like, you want to look good, you know, like yourself. Um, but to your point, it's, like, you don't have to be wearing a ball gown to, like, be better at accounting than if you were wearing a ratty t-shirt. But anyway, so, yeah, so this scene, like, Felice is up there and Andrea ever the investigative reporter is like well hang on hang on hang on there this is shady because clearly these people are gone and this wasn't on the agenda so they're trying to get this motion to pass super easily let me go stand up and say something about it (laughs) oh and my favorite part was brandon's like that's not going to affect us let's not do anything and then yeah she gets up and they just brush her aside and pass the motion And then the second motion is that if you show up, essentially if you show up drunk or stoned to prom, you will be, like, removed from all senior activities. You won't be allowed to graduate. And then Brandon's like, wait a minute. (laughs) And and I love Andrea being like, well, it's a good thing it doesn't matter. Mm Mm-hmm. Just laying it down. And I wrote down foreshadowing because obviously. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no. Like – 
honestly, not a lot happens in this episode, but every now and then people say stuff and I'm just like, it's really funny that you're saying that. I know. Like scenes we've never gotten before, like Donna getting ready at her house and her mom putting on the Christian sign. (laughs) Giant (laughs) cross. Because yeah, the next scene, Steve is just like... I yeah. can't believe that they're going to do this and da 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 like, You were hammered last year at the spring dance. Like, I it's know. It's so funny. It was also funny how he was like, Steve said, the next thing they're going to do is outlaw sex on prom night. And Dave was like, they can't do that, can they? <laughs> oh, my God. And I love that Donna is just like, of course my mother would do this. And David's like, yeah. And she's like, hey. That's my mother you're talking about. Yeah, she's like, my mom's a bitch. And David's like, yeah, your mom's a bitch. And she's like, hey! (laughs) And he's like, have I mentioned that I love that she's a bitch? Yeah. She's like, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. (laughs) And then, yeah, then Brandon, like, goes up to Andre and is like, hey, champ. We're best friends. I'm (laughs) sure you don't have a date because I didn't ask you, so... Let's go to prom together. And she's like, I'm so flattered you asked me. And he's like, yeah, because uh, we're going to go together. And I'm I'm Brandon Walsh. And then we get two and a half seconds of Jordan Bonner, if mm-hmm. that. Because she's just like, no, I already have a date. And Brandon's like, who would have asked you? <laughs> and she's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe my boyfriend that I've been dating for the last, like, three to six months? Who knows? <laughs> who knows? And then, yeah, like, they got the actor who plays Jordan Bonner to walk in and go, hi, and then leave. <laughs> and he wasn't in the rest of the episode. <laughs> Amazing. <sighs> and then, speaking of things that don't happen... Uh, Felice is in Donna's room and Donna's like talking about the dress code and then Felice says the absolute worst thing you could say to a child. Yes! Oh my god. Like Donna's like oh I'm surprised you didn't like uh, make my dress follow your wardrobe guidelines or like something to that effect and Felice is all oh I gave up on you a long time ago. I'm like what? I know I was like we just had all these episodes of like mother-daughter relationships needing to be rebuilt and then we've got Felice over here just like no you're a lost cause and then following it up with but you can stay out as late as you want to it's your prom like (laughs) well and I love it like yes Donna is lying when she's like I'm gonna stay at Kelly's that night and Felice is just like girl I know you're lying yeah like do you think I'm stupid do you think I was born yesterday (laughs) And then, yeah, the next time we see her is her putting that giant cross. She's like, when you were little, you would stare at this all the time. It's like, yeah, because it's got diamonds on it. <laughs> I was two and it was shiny. Yeah, I wanted to put it in my mouth. I, do you want me to do that now? What are you, why are you giving this to me? <laughs> well, and like it so doesn't go with Donna's dress. No. Which Donna's dress is great. It is so pretty. I like – of the three girls, because, like, I kind of just, like, Celeste was literally set dressing. I barely remember anything other than she had the giant scarf on. Yep. Um, but So, like, of the three main girls of Donna, Kelly, Brenda, like, Donna absolutely crushes it. Then I think Brenda. Yeah. And then Kelly. But honestly, because Kelly should have been in red. Yeah, agreed. Or, like, a blue or something. I said red or blue, but then, like, personally, I would have put her in red. Yeah, something dark though, like some like a deep color. 
Yeah, because she's got the blonde hair and the really fair skin and like red is tried and true. Blue is tried and true. And mm-hmm. then they were just like, white. White. <laughs> she's going to blend into the background. We're going to lose <laughs> her. You put a spotlight on her, she disappears. Yeah, seriously. Oh, man. <laughs> That's We're not there yet. Because before, before prom happens, all I did <laughs> – this is when AP English is outside. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, class outside. <laughs> class outside is the best. <laughs> I, I just like went down this like reminiscent rabbit hole of how many times we would be in class being like, can we just have class outside? That was the jam. Like we'd all, any chance we got, we'd be like, "Hey, what, what do you think? Class outside?" <laughs> and I don't think we ever got it. I think I maybe had class outside like once. I think we were able to convince a couple substitute teachers to let us do class outside, but it was one of those like, "Okay, I'll let you do class outside, but you better not tell your teacher." And then of course we'd tell the teacher because what did we owe to the sub? <laughs> but yeah, this is when Mr. Myers announces that he's the chaperone. Um, and I basically wrote, like, any chance he can, you know, get to be around students, he's going to take it. And um, but then he, like, is required to read this note about the illicit drugs and stuff and about all of that. And then Andrea is, like, asking the hard hitting questions. She's like, who's enforcing this? <laughs> now, it's honestly great because, yeah, she asks who's enforcing this. I did write down, like, part of the quote that he had to read out loud was, like, a student who is determined to be intoxicated. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's pretty broad. And even Dylan is like, what's there going to be breathalyzers on every table? Right. And it's like, yeah, this is really unenforceable. Like, if you didn't see Donna falling over drunk, like, yeah. you would – I don't think you'd know. I mean, everybody else technically did drink. Oh, yeah. Steve drank – I mean, literally every single person – I'm pretty sure the only person who didn't was probably Dylan. Yeah. Dylan didn't. Andrea didn't. Brandon even- had, like, two sips. Which I have issue with. Yeah. But, you know, we'll get there. Because, I mean, honestly, like, not a heck of a lot happens between, like, class outside and that point. Because Jackie's helping Kelly pack to go to San Francisco, which Mm -hmm. blew my mind. And like Mary said, it's just like, you're 18, whatever. Yeah, it's such a difference. It's such a difference between, like, being 18 in the early 90s and being 18 in the late 2000s or, like, you know, in the 20. 2000 to 2010 time (laughs) whatever that's called because I and I and I think you and I've talked about this before like offline and the way that my parents treated my stepbrother who was like he's five and a half years older than me and then the way that they treated me at our respective ages like when I was 18 versus when my brother Patrick was 18 wildly different and like I feel like with Kelly, too, like Kelly, the way that she's treated at 18 and how these kids are treated at 18 was still wildly different than how I was treated at 18. Like, I'm like, mother, I can vote, like, but you won't <laughs> let me stay out past like midnight or whatever it was. But oh yeah, no, like my curfew, I think was like the only thing I really had at 18 because at 18, yeah. my parents were literally like legally, you can be outside. So <laughs> you can whatever. be outside. No, it's after I got my license. My curfew fluctuated from, like, 5 p.m. to midnight. It was yeah. ridiculous. But then, yeah, they were literally like, your curfew is midnight because if we let you out past midnight, you get a ticket and then we look like assholes. That's what it was. Yeah, there was, like, an actual curfew for 
people who were under 18 or something like that. But yeah. Yeah. There was one scene right before that, right, right before Kelly gets to go to San Fran and it was my quote of the week. So that's why I have to mention oh, it, but yeah. it was, what did I it was, it was just when Brenda came back and she's like, I can't believe I got this dress, which I was like, okay, that dress is cool. And it looks even better on her, but, um, she's gems all like, well, I thought you weren't going to prom. Like, who are you going with? And she's like, um, Tony Miller, blah, blah, blah. And Jim's like, well, who's this Tony Miller? And Brenda's like, not much to tell dad. He's a jock. He's a guy. He asked. <laughs> that was it. I love how much Jim and Cindy, and I think it's mostly been Jim, have been like, tell us about your dates. And they're like, it's one date. Like, Tony's not coming home for, you know, summer break with me or anything. But I love it. No, I I do remember that part, but I skipped right past it. Like, mm-hmm. I maybe have like five more lines of notes. Oh, I I wrote a little bit more than that, but not much. Yeah, like Mel brings out champagne for minors. I was like, he really mm-hmm. is the worst. Like, he probably looks at these children and are like, you look just like my girlfriend. Have some <laughs> alcohol. Gross. Then, yeah, Celeste shows up and talks to Kelly and is just like, I would think Steve's still in love with you. Yeah, what it's is- like, who are you? What is happening? <laughs> Oh, there was the scene in the peach pit before Andrea calls, and there's a boom mic in the peach oh, pit. I missed it. Yep. Oh, because I, I did love when Andrea calls, and she's just, like, clearly dressed for prom. Something is wrong, and she's like, I just wanted to tell you that I'm so glad that you asked me to prom, and I'm glad that we're really good friends, and da 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 And it's like, you just have to say that Jordan has the flu. Yeah. Like, Brandon's rip rare and a go. Just tell him you need to go with him. And I love that he just had a tux. He was like, I'll be there in 20 minutes. I'm going to go home, get my tux, drive all the way out to Van Nuys, get you, go to the <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. They had to go all the way back because they got in the limo with Tony and Brenda. Mm-hmm. But Andrea doesn't have a car. So he had to go pick her up, take her to his house, get in his tux, all of this stuff. The logistics is a nightmare. <laughs> 20 minutes is not a realistic time. Yep. And then, yeah, they have some champagne. Uh, oh, Mel had that weird camera to take a picture, and the picture was awful. <laughs> I, I Every time they would, like, show stuff like that, I was like, what is happening? Like, is I this know. just the graphics were not that good? And then, like, Andrea is in the very back, and you can barely see her head. Mm-hmm. So, yep. And you can already tell that Donna's drunk already, or at least getting tipsy. And she did make that comment earlier when Felice gave her the necklace that she's like, oh, I haven't eaten all day. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, they planted that line. And Steve-O gets another bottle of champagne to bring on the way over. And while they're in the limo, it's Donna and David and Celeste and Steve. And Celeste doesn't say a word. Yep, she doesn't say a word, and Donna and David are clearly both concerned about getting caught with alcohol and and being drunk. Steve thinks it's fine because I don't know why double detention Steve is like, oh, whatever, I'll graduate no matter what. (laughs) I know. But then peer pressure, right? And Donna's like, "Mm, okay, and then just like downs her cup, and David's like, oh boy, and uh, they get to prom. Yeah, and like... Brenda's being a shit date to Tony. 
Because he even says at one point, like, you're just going to stare at them this whole night. Like, I am actually trying. Mm -hmm. And you got to give me something to, like, bounce off of. Because he said something earlier of just, like, you look so hot. And she's just like, shut up, Tony. (laughs) Don't talk to me. (laughs) She's so mean. She really is mean in this episode. She looks damn good, though. Like, she She was gorgeous. Her hair looked great. I was like, do that more often. Right? I was just like, I was genuinely thrown when she showed up with the curls. I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't know that we've seen that before. I know. It looked good. And, um... And then, like, I don't know, Donna's Oh, the drunk. Brandon thing. The head thing. Oh, the head thing. Because, <laughs> like, Brandon's, like, they like, he gets Andre out of the limbo, and they're, like, starting to walk up, and he's like, <laughs> what do you say we uh, make an entrance, okay? And then does that head thing. <laughs> I was die. Honestly, like, Jason Priestley was just, like, he was the folk. There was very little that Brandon actually had in this episode. And Jason right. Priestley is just like, I'm going to try some champagne. Sip. I like champagne. Sip. I don't like champagne. <laughs> yeah. And Donna's like, I do. And he's like, all right, here you go. And then even at the table later on, like before Andrea and he go up to the hotel room, he does an Elvis impression. I know. And it was good. <laughs> I was dying. I was like, do I like Brandon? I know he he called he even made uh, Priscilla reference like called Andrea like Scylla. <laughs> it was insane. Like because like there were some things like he took a sip of champagne and I was like Brandon you're an alcoholic. Yeah. And then like before he wanted to go to prom he's like yeah I'm gonna go play poker and I was like Brandon you're a gambling addict. <laughs> and then they got to prom and he's just like ugh. I'm just going to have fun. (laughs) And he danced. I know. I thought they were about to make a whole big thing about him not dancing again because Andre is all Brandon doesn't dance. And he's like, I'll show you. I mean, they did do like a little thing because it was the two of them, Mr. Myers and Miss Teasley. And they're like, why aren't you two out there? And Andre is like, Brandon doesn't dance. And like, whatever, then they go. But then I love that Mr. Myers is like, Miss Teasley, would you care to dance? And then it genuinely looks like he takes the ladle out of the the punch and takes it with him. <laughs> I know. I thought the same thing. I was like, sir, what are you doing with the ladle? <laughs> is this a dance? I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah, speaking of dancing, Celeste wants Steve to go dance with Kelly because it's like a night of reminiscing. And then Steve is like, Kelly, when you have a son... <laughs> I would like you to name him Steve. Your firstborn baby boy should be called Steve. (laughs) What? Why? (laughs) And then, yeah, when, like, he cuts in between Dylan and Kelly, Dylan goes to dance with Brenda, and then they're both just like, I'm almost over you. I was like, I guess this is supposed to be something. Yeah, and it was unclear if Dylan was like, same same or if he was just like okay yeah like (laughs) yeah he says like yeah me too and I was just like is he just saying that because it's really awkward because like really he's with Kelly now and like right we don't need to diminish their relationship any more than we already have well and he does genuinely seem happy with her at this point so yeah like five seconds before he was like we could get out of here early we could go catch a flight like we'll go spend the weekend together Mm mm-hmm and then 
Yeah, and then we have Brandon and Andrea upstairs in the room, and I'm like, please don't, please don't, please I don't. swear please to don't. God, if Andrea was going to cheat on Jordan with Brandon, I was going to be furious. Same. Like, just so mad. And then, like, other than that, it, obviously, it's, like, the big story of Donna is drunk, but, like, mm-hmm. there's not really anything to see there other than, you know, what Mary mentioned earlier of the entire gang tries to get her out of the prom, except for Brandon and Andrea because they're doing – whatever and then they walk past miss teasley and donna just falls to the floor Mm -hmm. she loses her footing and not the four boys that were there none of them could hold her up and like truthfully (laughs) they walked her so far through this lobby like you know i don't know the bellage hotel i don't know the layout but like they have rooms just put her in an elevator and take her upstairs. Exactly. Could they not have just gone upstairs? Like, even the room Brandon and Andre were in, just go there. David has a room. <laughs> take her to that room and just, like, put her in there. Let her like, sleep it off. Yeah. Go up like, and hide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, oh, my gosh. When they get caught and, like, Miss Teasley gets down on, like, Donna's level and is like, Donna, are you drunk? And... You know, they're like, well, yeah, we're just going to get her out of here. And Miss Teasley's like, no, we'll take it from here. Like, teenage me, like, deep inside was just like, oh, my God, she's in so much trouble. <laughs> I was so uncomfortable. Honestly, this is all Mel Silver's fault. And, like, nothing's going to happen to him. Nope. He's not going to come forward and be like, sorry, I provided the alcohol. I did not know there was a rule about giving alcohol to minors. <laughs> like, I'm like... I mean, truthfully, this was just, like, the biggest mess, and it's what happens when, like, teenagers have to try and take care of things, because, like, they didn't get her food. They could have locked her in a stall in the bathroom. They could have taken her upstairs to a different room. They could have, like, sent somebody to scout ahead to keep an eye out for chaperones. Mm -hmm. Like, they could have done all of these different things that, like, 30-year-old me should not be sitting here of, like, this is how you get a drunk teenager out of a situation. True, true. But, like, there are so many different things. And they were just like, no, we're going to gently walk her and, like, barely touch her. Like, let's be real. Couldn't Steve have just, like, fireman carried her just, like, right out of the thing fast? Yeah. Like, like, I don't understand with all of them there why, mm -hmm. yeah, like, David didn't just, like, have his arms all the way around her. Or, like, carry literally, like, (laughs) pick her up a carrier, like you said. Yeah, like this is like again us 30-year-olds trying to figure out how to get teenagers out of their underage drinking situation, but there's like seven of them there. They could have had one person make sure Teasley was taken care of, another person Myers is taken care of, third person watch whatever door you want to, fourth person go get the car, bring it around, fifth person fireman carry Donna, and so on and so forth. Like the plan was not executed well because there was no plan. I'm <laughs> Yeah, I mean like the thing that gets me so much is like you see how she's acting this whole time and nobody actually acknowledges that she's drunk until Kelly comes in to like give her something to drink and then she's like I'm going to be sick. And then Brenda walks in and Kelly's like we're in so much trouble. Donna's drunk. And then they come out and tell David that she's drunk and he's like, "What?" <laughs> And he's all like, Shh, Donna, don't tell them we're going to go have sex, even though everybody here knows that I want to bone you and that's all I want. I know. And like the amount of times that he makes comments to Steve about having sex on prom night. Yep. Like, 
Oh my gosh. And I, I will say like at some times Tori Spelling's drunk acting was horrible. Yeah. Like I was dying when like they were trying to take the prom picture and she was just like, isn't my boyfriend cute? (laughs) The other time she like tried to lick David's face. (laughs) She's like hanging off of him and just like, we're going to have sex. Let's go have sex. (laughs) Lick. So funny. (laughs) It was so dumb sometimes. And other times like it's perfect. I know. Donna Martin's good at humor most of the time. Yeah. No, like when Miss Teasley is like, I don't remember what she said. She's like, are you drunk? And Donna's like, I had too much to drink. I was like, no, no, <laughs> this is a person of authority. Like, yeah. That you cannot be drunk enough to be like shit talking her. Yeah. You just God. can't be. And that's, I mean, it's, I guess it ends on a cliffhanger. Yeah, because we technically have one episode before the two-part episode which is the season finale and I don't I don't remember if it um if it aired back to back on one night when it originally aired or if it was two different weeks but I think yeah we're basically like one away from the finale so we have we do get to figure out this kind of ended on a cliffhanger ish let's find out what happens to the kids after the after the aftermath of prom and, and all that good stuff but one thing I forgot to mention, so we mentioned early in the episode that at prom, there was, they had an actual recording artist, like, doing a, basically a concert, being the band for prom, and it was Kathy Dennis, and I did not personally know much about her, and she had a pretty good career, like, just an actual performing career, but really her career that's been so successful is her songwriting career, and fun fact for all our listeners out there, she's written songs for Spice Girls, aka wannabe arguably their top hit um she's written songs for the ever ever fun british band s club seven who was great um she's written for Katy perry she's written for kylie minogue like homegirl has written for also i think she provided a lot of songs for american idol back in the day because there's several like kelly clarkson Chris Allen, um, Adam Lambert. Uh, yes, Adam I've Lambert. I pulled it up now. Yeah, and um, apparently she also co-wrote co-wrote the theme of American Idol. So, like, Homegirl is busy. <laughs> it's honestly it blows my mind when you look at songwriting careers like this, and you're just like, I have heard you throughout my life, mm-hmm. and yet, like, I never knew your name. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, because her career basically in songwriting spans from like 1992 to like last year. Yeah. And like, I'm pretty sure she, so she wrote Toxic for Britney Spears. I'm pretty sure that was my ringtone for a while. (laughs) Yeah. I love Britney and I'll never apologize for it. I, nor should you. She is a queen. Hashtag free Britney. Um, But yeah, so that was kind of a cool thing to know because I did, I was not familiar with her at all. Um, and it turns out she's like an even bigger songwriter than she was a singer, which is really, really cool because I really appreciate songwriters. And so I also looked it up. Uh, Commencement part one and two was a two-part episode that uh, aired May 19th. Nice. Okay, cool. So we're probably going to do that same model where we combine the two episodes into one podcast episode. I know. Also, but yeah. uh, according to IMDb, this episode, the prom episode, was only 43 minutes, and other episodes have been historically like 46 minutes. 
Interesting. So I just, I feel like that validates our, like, they were struggling because it was a 30 episode season. They were just like, I don't know what to do. Yep. Yeah. And I think with high school too, like you can plan the school year as much as possible, but it's hard to come up with storylines when you are kind of restricted to a school year, I think sometimes, Mm -hmm. Um, just because like you still have to like have the fact that these children are in school. Whereas like once we get into the college years, there's a lot more freedom and a lot more flexibility to do many different storylines just because it's, it's a little bit closer to like the real world. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, since school is almost over, I guess following on that, do you know what's next week? Yeah, sure do. It's season three, episode 28. Yeah. 28. And it's called something in the air. Ooh, no, I was thinking of the Phil Collins song. Yeah, isn't something in the air tonight? The stars were bright. Fernando. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, nice. Oh, my God, I keep kicking my own bed. <laughs> I hope you guys can hear that. Oh, that's an ABBA song, too. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, so that's next week. And like I said, it's just one more until the season three Season finale! Bam, 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 bam. Yeah, so I guess. Uh, oh, we're not done yet. <laughs> what did you rate the episode? I gave it a C for condoms. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Math club condoms. Christian crosses. No, I think a C probably really fits this. I think at best I could maybe be talked up to a B minus because of Jason Priestley's like I don't know Brandon's everything yeah and then like Donna Martin and just oh she's so funny she is funny I really I loved most of the senior pictures like the prom pictures that they were taking like where she was like isn't my boyfriend cute and then when Kelly and Dylan show up and he's like can you just like stop for a minute yeah like let me just get one picture guys no so yeah c condoms crosses christians uh code comma dress (laughs) (laughs) champagne champagne celeste (laughs) class outside Oh, nice. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Yeah, I think I'm out. Yeah, we're we're going to cut this off. And, oh, sorry, Clinton. Oh, nice. Bill Clinton reference. Now I'm done. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> so, yeah, until next week, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at back to podcast, And you can send us emails of more C words that are appropriate. Um, to our email address or any other thoughts, comments, questions, anything you want to see. And by see, I definitely mean hear um, <laughs> any segments you want us to do going into season four, any ideas, just let us know. And you can type it all out in an email from whatever email provider that you use. <laughs> we have Gmail and our email address is back to podcast at gmail.com. That's B-A-C-K-T-O podcast at gmail.com. Also see for Kathy Dennis. God bless America, guys. There's just too many C words out there. (laughs) And don't forget to share, like, subscribe, rate, review, all that fun stuff in your podcast app. 
Uh, those really help us get seen. We'll give you a shout out. We really appreciate getting that feedback. Uh, and, you know, I think that's actually, truly it this week. Sweet. So we from- did it. <laughs> so from all of us at Back to Podcast, I'm Ariel. I'm Caitlin. I'm Mary. Bye. Bye. See ya. See for Caitlin. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs>